Hello, 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 6am run community, 6am runners, 6am family. Guys, you're probably my intro. I think uh, this is like the 50th episode I'm recording, but I know only about 20 or so have made it live so far. But as you guys are probably seeing a recurrence, I've been starting every episode, just my gratitude to you guys, the listeners, the runners, people in the 6am run community. I can't start a show without first saying hello Thank you, guys. I am Hami Mahani, CEO and founder of SixSameRun.com. And yeah, we are podcasting now. I'm very excited. I don't want to waste any more time. We're going to get right into it because we're going, we've been veering off a little bit. We had some really interesting guests to talk about different things. But guess what, guys? We're coming back to running today. I hope everyone's ready. We're going to go back to talk about running a little bit. We might veer off subject a little bit. Eric Spitz, welcome to the Six Same Run Show. And do me a favor in saying hello. Please, please, please hype yourself up and tell people why I asked you to be on the show. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Hami. I'm excited to be here. And so I have a weird and ambitious goal of running a marathon in all 50 states. So that's, I guess, primarily where our conversation is going to be around. But yeah, I've been a runner for as long as I can remember. It's kind of become part of my identity. So Yeah. No, I always just love talking about it. I love talking about traveling and just kind of where I'm at in my 50 state journey. Wow. You brought that up real quick. I want to start from the beginning, but let's just give a quick on that. Where are you now on that journey? Yeah. So I have completed a total of 19 marathons in 16 states. So I've done Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. I know I just threw a lot out there, but I just wanted to outline all the states. No, but... So I think you said Chicago, I think was on there, right? Yeah. Uh, I just did the or Chicago no. marathon this past October. Really enjoyed it. Chicago, And I did not hear New York. No New York yet. Nope. have not done New York yet. And if I could do things over again, I would have done New York several years ago when I was putting down a little bit faster times than I am now. But uh, I mm. have done Boston four times. I'm about to be going and doing it for the fifth time. Uh, coming up in April here. So, or yeah, well, it is yeah. April now, <laughs> coming up in a few weeks. But yeah, really excited for that. It'll be my fifth Boston. Is the world major something that you're kind of getting that big medal? Is then maybe finishing your 50 state goal? Obviously, it seems like it's a priority. Is the getting the, I guess it's Berlin and what's the other mm-hmm. one? Is it Tokyo, Berlin? And yeah, London's a big one too. Yeah, I would love to do some international ones for sure. I think I'm starting with the 50 states and then I think my, I might go mm-hmm. like U.S. territory or something and go like Puerto Rico and stuff just to be a full completionist. But yeah, and I, I would love to do some more internationally. I think just focusing on the States for right now is primarily what I'm concerned with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Boston's actually the only race that I've done more than once because usually I'll just pop into a state, do the marathon and then, you know, figure out the next state to do. And it's weird to think because I'm a Michigander myself and I've only done one marathon in Michigan. <laughs> Well, I th- well, here's the thing, but here's my point on that. I did New York. I just did this past year. It was my first marathon, but here's my point on that. I'm mm-hmm. from Wilmington, Delaware, and everyone kind of knows that. We always kind of tell people we're from Philly because no one really knows about Delaware okay. in this country. <laughs> well, now, now they do because Joe Biden's from Delaware, but before mm. no one really knew about Delaware. But 
what I joke with people is, do you think I wanted to run my first marathon in a state I just literally see every single day of my life? <laughs> I wanted to do New York. And now I've been in New York before, but the sights, the sounds, the people, that really pulled me through that marathon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every turn was something like a borough, a neighborhood, maybe I'd never been in, right? Like if I had ran in Delaware, I think I don't... Uh, I know myself, I would have willed myself to finish. And one of my goals was obviously not walking and and making sure at minimum jogging through the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I did that. And I think if I did it anywhere else, I wouldn't want to. So where I'm getting at to your point on not doing, I mean, you grew up there. I think for you, there's this mystery of doing a state you've never been in, of every road or every turn, you know, being something unique and different. And if you, I'm sure the one you did in Michigan, whenever you did it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you knew every turn and road you were on, right? (laughs) Well, actually with that one, it was in Charlevoix, which is a little bit further up north. And I actually don't have many distinct memories with Charlevoix. So it kind of did feel like a new place, essentially, which was cool. I mean, there were certain similarities, yeah. obviously. I mean, there's still a lot of water. It's, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a typical touristy isn't the right Midwest. word, but it's just got the it's just kind of got a lot of things catered to outsiders, I guess. I got a lot of cool like shops and stuff along the along the roads there. And it's it's a fun time. <laughs> I, had a, I had a blast there. But no, to, to touch on your previous point. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head for like why I love doing this because just exploring new places and, you know, getting that feeling while you're running through the streets and like seeing the people, I guess, lining the streets, cheering you on, smelling the smells from all the different restaurants and kind of soaking in the environment and the culture. And that's really the addicting part about it and what keeps me coming back. And especially if it's a place that's not familiar to me, it's just all an entirely new experience. But even if it's a a place I've experienced Mm -hmm. before, there's just something different about running through it. I just think of like Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance or something, like actually being there and and soaking in everything around you. (laughs) Well, now let's take it back a little bit to the beginning. You said you've been running as long as you can remember. Is that track, cross country, middle school? Where did this all start? Yeah. So I ran cross country and track in middle school and that's, but I really started even before that too. Like my dad would take me on two mile runs around our neighborhood when I was probably in elementary school. Then they do this thing called the Michigan mile where it runs near downtown where these kids just go out and run a mile. And so I did that in elementary school. They even had this mileage program there to where you would run on recess and then they like, track how far you've been going and then you can get little certain things depending on how far you go and actually as far as i know i'm actually on the 100 mile plaque there uh twice i believe twice uh for the elementary school for running 100 miles collectively during this program (laughs) oh my god so so it starts young and then keep going like so high school let me ask you this too so one of my things i always talk about runners which it's weird. Now I kind of see a different, I think social media has changed runners. Again, I always say to people, cause I am over 40 in my experience, cross country runners, especially more than anything, they were very introverted. They kind of hung out with them, like their group, right? Mm-hmm. They were kind of more like the little loners. I can't describe, um, I'm just going to be honest, like my kind of feeling on those kids, not like weird or anything at all, but they were like loners. Like they weren't like very, outspoken, loud kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think that summarizes things pretty well. (laughs) Runners can be very uh, interesting people for sure. I can attest to that. (laughs) But I think they're all just very 
I don't know, like not to say anything about myself or toot my own horn or anything, but I'm just talking about the running community collectively. I feel like they're very just smart people too, and are just very kind oh of goal oriented and they're they're very tactical in everything they do. They're very ritualistic. Yes. <laughs> no, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they no, and I think social media and like Strava and Garmin and things like that have made it to where they're more extrovert, right? Yeah. Like they more are like, Hey, look what I did today. You know, runners, the first thing they want to do is, just, you know, say and make sure their runs are saved on all social platforms, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think so the time and age has made it different, but when you're looking back like late nineties, things like that, you know, I just see like, I love that now that also, I think, helps feed into the popularity of running, right? I think running now, we both, you and I can agree, it's so much more popular than I'm sure when you were growing up, right? Oh, yeah. I've noticed such a shift just in the past few years of so many people I would never peg as runners just going out and doing these special themed 5Ks and stuff. Like, it's become a big thing now. And it, it's really cool wow. to see, you know, that that people are seeing the excitement with it and and kind of getting caught up in the energy with it. But yeah, and to your point, there are so many social media outlets for running now. I just recently joined Race Raves and started doing the little interactive map to show all the states I've been that I've ran a marathon in. And uh-huh. that's really cool to just take a step back and see the big macro scale of it too. And just to see the map like illuminated blue of all the places that I've knocked out. And and I'm a part of a Facebook group now, 50 States Marathon Club. Actually, I'm in a, a yeah, I'm an official member of that now, which is pretty cool. Like so if I remember right, you have to run a marathon in at least 10 different states to be qualified to be in this club. So I applied, you know, I I got in and I want to say it's around 5,000 runners that are in this club. And they're like aspiring runners who either ran a marathon in all 50 states or are working towards it. And so they have a Facebook page, people post about races they're doing, you know, different meetups they have. It's a very community driven group. And it's it's really fun. That's awesome. Let's kind of continue your your running journey. Okay, so start, you know, middle school, got into high school. Yeah. Now college. Did you run it? Were you a collegiate runner? I was, yeah. So after high school, I ran my first two years at Lansing Community College. I did cross country and track there and got uh, a scholarship to do that. And I feel like I really grew as a as a runner and, and as an individual just in that experience. And then after that, I transferred to Saginaw Valley State University and continued my running career there. And then, yeah, so I did cross country track and then at Saginaw Valley, they break up track and indoor and outdoor track. And I did both of those. So I was running and training all year round. And yeah, yeah so uh, I was eat, sleep and breathing running all throughout college, especially the later years at Saginaw Valley. And then once I exhausted my eligibility, I still wanted to, you know, have running be a part of my life. And just in a different perspective, I guess I wanted to run on my terms and just enjoy mm-hmm. it and have fun with it. So wow. a little bit after that, some of my college buddies, you know, reached out and they were like, hey, we should do the Charlevoix Marathon and try to qualify for Boston. And like, yeah, that sounds good. So my one friend, Tyler, he's kind of a whiz with uh, <laughs> with different workout plans and regiments and stuff. And he kind of sent one out and I followed that because I was like, I don't really know how to prepare for a marathon, even though I've been a runner for as long as I can imagine. Like, I feel like marathons are an entirely different beast. So it's like, right. I was like, I kind of want to see his insight and perspective on this. And I followed that and, it, you know, it seemed to work out really well and did Charlevoix and actually did really well looking back at <laughs> Charlevoix, like nice. time-wise and stuff, ended up qualifying for Boston. A few of us did as well. And then, 
yeah, so I was super excited about that. Did not expect that, you know, after my first marathon and then went out to Boston and something about it there, like the gears were turning and I, it just, the thought just kind of occurred to me. I was like, I would love to do this everywhere. And that's really what started this whole venture of wanting to do a marathon in each state. Well, so there's a group. Has this been done before? Has anyone ever done that? Yeah, actually, someone was just posting in the group the other day asking about how many people have actually done this. And I want to say, I don't know the exact number, but I want to say it was right in the like thousand uh, around the thousand mark or so of like confirmed people who have run a marathon in each state. Uh But, you know, obviously there are variables in there on if they're outside of that group and just weren't confirmed with that group and whatnot. But in the context of that group, I believe it was around the 1000 mark of people who have accomplished that goal. So yeah, I'm definitely not the first person to do it, but, and it's wild too. Like I I didn't realize there were so many people in this community that are striving to do the same thing. And it's, it's cool. It's inspiring. And it's cool to hear other people's stories. Like I'm this many States in, or this is my favorite state. And, and to just get kind of feedback from other people in that regard. It's, it's kind of awesome. (laughs) Wow, that is amazing. Let's kind of go back to kind of as you're kind of coming up. So let me ask you this on in terms of like where you kind of one of the things I love about the running community, though, that I've realized, I always say, don't get me wrong, qualifying for Boston, things like that, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. very important, right? But one of the things I love about the running community, it's not about time. It's finishing, right? So if I, you know, running, jogging, regardless, but if you finish the run, that's the most important part of it. So with you, I think, you know, obviously, I'm sure as a youth, high school, collegiate, it's competitive. Is it still competitive for you? Do you always try to cut time? Or is it now kind of one of those things where it's a little more just more casual and enjoyable? Where are you at in your trajectory on time? I know you probably still want to qualify for things like Boston and stuff like that. But what's the pace look like? Are you really every time you hit the when you hit the start line of any one of these 50 states that you're about to go? Is the goal a PR every time? No, definitely not. <laughs> so okay. yeah, my okay. perspective has changed a little bit in terms of of time for sure. Because l- like you said, I mean, when I was in high school, college, I was very fixated on time that played a major factor mm-hmm. into everything I did really, you know, training and strategy and everything. So it's still in the back of my mind. I'm still wired that way to a certain extent. But at the same time, I'm mainly just going out for the experience. And I think my uh, bare bones goal is to qualify for some of these bigger races. And, you know, anything in addition to that is just kind of like a bonus if I do a PR or something like that. But yeah, I mean, there are definitely some races they were not (laughs) they were not pretty at all. Like I know I just was trying to finish. I was dealing with some sort of injury or maybe I didn't prepare well enough. Actually, the the big one I can think of off the top of my head was in. Uh, Bend, Oregon. It was the Holland Aspen Marathon. It was a trail marathon. And those are like an entirely different beast in their own way. And I was already dealing with some nagging knee pain. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, we'll we'll see how this goes type thing. And yeah, I was feeling it even in the warm up. So I was like, this is going to be a a very long race. And it was, I (laughs) I was, uh, it was not pretty at all. But like, I was like, I came all the way out here. I'm going to finish this thing. And I was just happy to finish it, honestly. Yeah. And it depends on, I guess, what my goals are and and whatnot. Like obviously for for these bigger races, you know, you do have to qualify for them. And that's, so that's still in the back of my head for sure. Like, uh, I think the next big one is, is New York that I would love to do and qualify for. And like I said, looking back, I kind of wish I would have done it a few years ago when I ran a qualifying time for it. And it's a, 
I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's it's been a little harder lately for me to get back to some of those times. <laughs> What's your best time so far that you've had? So my best overall time was actually at Grandma's Marathon in Duluth back in 2017. I ran 246.47. Okay. And that 244.47? 246.47, which it breaks down to, I want to say, 622 miles on average, I want to say, right around that range. Wow. That's, yeah, I'll never, I'll never touch anything like that. <laughs> I want to go back. Um, I think when I was introduced to you or to, to contact you, I was introduced to you as the way I was told. And so correct me, I, I want to just double check. That's why I want to ask you this. You also have done, have you done ultras? Have you done an ultra? I have not done an ultra yet. I, I want to eventually. Okay. I, I have some friends who have done some and yeah, I can't even wrap my head around <laughs> the concept of some of these races that some people do, but I would definitely love to do one eventually. But the marathon's the furthest thing I've I've done competitive wise. What's your mile? I have just so many questions, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's your mile count usually look like for the year? Like as someone on your level, and is this because of what you're doing? You say you, I have a couple questions here. Yeah. In one, you talk about like train. You're 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 doing these. You're doing these fifty states, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about like you you know. So I would. I'm just saying. I would assume your training can't be that. Hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to downplay it. <laughs> I gotta assume your training's not as rigorous just because you're a pro athlete that's just constantly at that level already, right? So I think more so, isn't it just yearly, like throughout the year, just a maintaining kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much, honestly. Like there's, I want to be doing more. I think just life, work, other random hobbies, just kind of like, it gets hard to balance all the different facets of my life to really focus more on running. I try to run every day if I can, even if it's just a few miles. But now in college, I used to run anywhere from 70 to 80 miles a week. And now I'm running roughly like half that at best, which is really bad considering like what I'm doing. Like I should be running a lot more. (laughs) I was going to say, because I'm doing three to six, like when weather's nice, I'm doing six a day and seven. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that too. I'm seven days a week, but not for marathon training. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine's for, we'll talk about this in a little bit too. Mine's for mental health. Okay. But go ahead. So you're, let's go back to your daily (laughs) though. So yeah, it's um no, I, I should definitely be de- doing more, and I realize that because because I'm only running, you know, like throughout the week I'll run anywhere from four to six miles every day, and I would argue too that's partially for mental health as well. Like running's become such a just part of my life and ritualistic thing for me. It's it's big for just clearing my head, and and I almost treat it as like a meditative practice. So yeah, part of that is just you know my way of just kind of relaxing and. So I um yeah it's a centering it's it, it centers is. you you'll appreciate this we haven't even published this podcast as you and I are talking <laughs> but I had an episode with a hypnosis and I oh, nice. I can't sit here cross my legs and meditate mm-hmm. and I was always under the assumption that hypnosis is like the guy on stage with the, like a stopwatch and he's like <laughs> swinging it you know eye to eye and you like you get in some trance and this hypnosis told me that probably what's happening when I'm running, I am in a state of meditative hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that stuff's so interesting to me. And it, it sounds crazy, but yeah, but like, I'm like, wow. So hey, have you, cause you probably, you would relate to this. I've had runs where like, don't get me wrong. I watch the red lights. I know I'm safe, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't get, I never knock on wood, never get hit by a car or anything, <laughs> but I get back to like my, my front step and I'm like, dude, I just don't remember shit about that run. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's weird. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like when you get in that, it's almost like when you drive and you're like, I, I don't know how I got here type thing. Like you almost just kind of yeah. go, not say you like go through the motions, but you just, it's almost like second nature and you're just kind of going through things. And yeah, sometimes runs can be like that to where I'm like, how did I end up here? And like, it's weird. Or sometimes I'll just be in such a like good groove while I'm, I'm running or racing or what have you to where just randomly out of the blue, I'll just be knocking down these really like fast, consistent paces. And I like consistent splits, I should say, and I'm not slowing down and it's just, I'm just in this groove and I feel good. And it's, I love like hitting those strides and having those feelings for sure. Oh, well, it's your body, right? Like, and one of my things that I think I'm lazy on stretching, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't like stretching, but I love like that first mile. It's brutal for me. Mm -hmm. Like that first mile is nasty. (laughs) Like it's, it's, I I curse a little bit, Eric. So forgive me. That first mile for me is shit. It's horrible, (laughs) but it's like, but literally it's like clockwork. Once that mile, like once I hit, like, and I look on my watch and it's like, my watch kind of goes, it vibrates when, you know, when it's tracking your distance. And Mm -hmm. when that first vibration of that one mile marker hits, I'm like, dude, I'm loose now. And and because of that is why I know this is not an excuse and Mm -hmm. everyone out there, please don't listen to me. You got to (laughs) stretch. I know it's important, but It's just, to your point, it's like, I just feel like I can just, you know, that good old shake it off analogy. What what about your (laughs) styles pre-run? Is stretching a big part of this? (laughs) No, and it's actually not as well. Like, I'm guilty of that (laughs) also. So I know I kind of tell people and warn them, like, I'm not the best model runner, honestly. Like, there's so many rules that I break. (laughs) I know what the rules are. I just break them constantly, but... (laughs) Like, so yeah. yeah, but no, I've been kind of a big fan of kinetic stretching. So like, you know, stretching while you're moving, like what you were doing there, you run the first mile and that's kind of your stretching and your little warm up. And then so static stretching, right. stretching that people typically think about to where, you know, you know, like you bend down, touch your toes type thing that I typically do, you know, after the fact, like after the run. Sometimes, but mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of only doing it if something hurts. <laughs> then I'll stretch it out mm-hmm. type thing. I'm I'm really bad about being proactive with it and saying, okay, I just got done with this run. You know, I should stretch afterwards. Or but, foam roll or yeah. Yeah, I only when it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're there. And it's bad. I listen, I know I've got a foam roll, but the foam roll hurts so bad mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be recovery. Just yeah. recovery for me is to be able to just go, you know, relax for a second, unwind for one second. Mm -hmm. I definitely kind of like to just sit for a second and then, then maybe get like a cup of coffee, whatever, then get in the shower. I'm kind of throwing a bunch of stuff at you, but are you good on time for a little bit? Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. So morning run or night run, what's the ideal time for these runs for you for practicing or daily? I would love to be more of a morning runner, but I'm such a night owl and I'm notorious for sleeping in. So that just doesn't really happen. (laughs) But so I typically do my runs. If I'm working from home, I'll do them on my lunch break. So like mid afternoon, otherwise, you know, like during the week, I'll do them in the evening. I'll do morning runs on the weekend though, to where I don't have anywhere I have to be necessarily. And I'll just get up. And the first thing I do is I'll go for a run, but I would love to ideally work it into my routine to do that before work. It's happened a few times. It's, it's just not, it's just kind of a rare thing, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, but it's weird because, you know, day of a race, 
I'm like super giddy and I'm just excited to get up in the morning. Like race day, I'm good to go. Like, you know, four or five in the morning, like let's go. And I'm just up. It's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, for you, this is, listen, this is, I think what, unfortunately, what I think so to that point, I think and you're kind of take us in a good direction here. It, this is a sport. When it's all said and done, golf is a sport. Tennis is a sport. Cheerleading is a sport. There's cheerleading competitions that are out there for cheerleaders. You know, this is a sport. And I think the overall consensus is, is that running is a hobby. But let me tell you something. For me, I'm a little opposite of you in this sense. I came from a soccer and basketball world. My daughter plays basketball. That's her sport right now. Mm -hmm. At 35, I was playing up. And by the way, I was never a pro or anything. Um, so when I say that, everyone knows, don't put stock into that. But what happened at 35 at a rec pickup basketball game, I quickly saw, look, I'm not 25 anymore. There's these kids coming in the gym that are in college right now that are just beasts as, as athletes. And, <laughs> and they're not even pro, but they were just that much better than I was at 35. Running filled such so I, I couldn't play basketball, right? There was a few days of not doing anything, but I was like, I need to be active. I need to do something. I literally just ran one mile and I was like, that's fun. Let me do two. That's fun. <laughs> let me go do, let me see if I can do three tomorrow. It was literally day after day, ran one mile one day. I was like, dude, one mile. And, and I, it was so funny. I never forget this day. I don't know like the exact day, but I was like, dude, one mile is nothing. Right. Yeah. And then two the next day and then three the next day. And I was like, dude, a 5k is not that bad. Like 30 minutes just fly by. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's kind of how it went. So I, I think to your point, this is a sport. And then you start competing with yourself. Mm -hmm. How many miles can I do tomorrow? Can I do it in under? Can I get, or like, you know, even while I'm running outside, can I beat this car to a red light? Right? Like <laughs> there's so many things I like consistently do, you know, or like, I'll see another guy running toward me. And then there's obviously like the, uh, a cross section and I'm like, I'm beating that dude to that cross section. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, you gamify it, right? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Can you take it from there? Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's crazy how much running has shifted over the years. I just think back to high school and so many people, you know, on the cross country team would be like, I'm just doing cross country to get into shape for another sport type thing. Like that running right. was not their primary sport. It was like no. they were just doing it to stay in shape in between seasons. And that's how it was for a lot of the people. But I feel like right. over the years, it's kind of shifted into more of a specialized like this is my thing. And just being, you know, just a bigger community overall. I was just having a conversation a few weeks ago, too, to where. I really feel like half marathons have become the new 5k in a weird way because I feel like so many people have started actually going out and running more that it's almost a given that so many people have done at least one 5k in their life. And now they're almost like pushing it even further and they see that they like it. And then they're like, you know what? I'm going to do a half marathon. And that's almost, yeah, it's becoming a lot more normal for, I guess, people to go out there and do these longer races, which is really cool to see. Well, so here's the thing, right? So there's, this is where I feel like this is a good thing though. This is actually a good thing for the sport or for the, the industry, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's what I call it is jogging versus running, right? Like I think what so many people are seeing is, wait, I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm burning, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know more about this than I do, but the distance is what, you know, calibrates the calories, right? So 
if I jog it or run it, I'm still burning the same calories by the basically by the distance, right? So I think you should always try to gamify it a little bit and run. But let's be honest, by jogging it, you know, if you have a little bit of health together, you have your, you know, you you are for 99% most, let me tell you this thing, to your point, as I'm kind of thinking as we're talking, I'll tell you my New York City Expo story. And people who have heard this podcast before have heard this story, but Eric, I want you to hear this because <laughs> this is exactly what you're talking about. I was talking to a couple at the New York City Expo. We're trying to give them 6AM run products. I'm talking to the wife who's in amazing shape right? I'm trying to sell her the product. I'm telling her how 6am run helps renters. And I say, Hey, look, you know, so Sunday on your run, you know, you would do boom, boom, boom. She looks at me and she goes on my run. I'm not running. She points to her husband. Who's a much more stockier guy, right? <laughs> would never. And then again, this is how new I was to the industry. I would have never thought this dude is running a marathon. He looks at me. He was like, yeah, dude, I'm running. And I was like, Oh shit. And I felt bad, but even he, he like laughed. He was like, dude, listen, I'm not going to be like, I'm not in the first wave and I'm not going to finish in like under four hours. <laughs> he's like, but I'm going to finish and I won't, he's like, and I won't walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and to your point, and, and I don't want to hijack your episode, Eric, I want to get back <laughs> to you. But like, that just taught me like, this is like a marathon is doable, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought I could run a marathon. And I say this with love to that gentleman. I don't say this in a condescending way. Yeah. It was that gentleman that showed me like, Hami, you can fucking run a marathon. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And yeah, no, I, I wish more people, I guess, saw that too. Like, yeah, because you bring up a really good point with that. Like, they're really not as overwhelming as as you would think. You know, like I try to make the argument with some people too, to where clearly my training has been pretty lackluster. Like I, I know I have a, much more extensive running background, but my training right now really isn't that impressive for like the races that I'm doing. So like at the end of the day, you know, most of the time my, my goal is just to knock out another state and to just finish these races. And yeah, and it's definitely possible to do. I mean, you know, like there's people from so many different walks of life with so many different intentions going out there running marathons. And I, I think it's, it's a lot more possible than people realize to finish a marathon. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Tell me also too, we talked about the 50 states. We talked about running. Now I know where I want to go. Talk about your mental, you said about your mental clarity, meditation a little bit. Mm -hmm. I am very big on this. I have two kids. You know, I think kids can sometimes get, you know, being a parent is very demanding, uh, especially emotionally. A lot is there. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your mental state and how running helps that if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. So Kind of like I said before, like if I'm feeling really anxious or overwhelmed with different responsibilities and whatnot, like I'll go for a run and that usually just clears my head and I'm able to just tackle things after that with much more clarity. And I'm able to just just think so much more clearly after a run and just have a new perspective on on any sort of objective or any sort of thing I'm working towards, I guess. And yeah, it's just become a really relaxing thing for me to do and just become a part of my daily routine. And I'll never forget it was, I think it was like right after college, I took some time off running because I was, I mean, I was so engulfed in the lifestyle. I was like, I need a little bit of a break. And then I noticed I was just very on edge all the time and just, just kind of like cranky and irritable. And I just wasn't really thinking clearly. And I was like, it's because I haven't been running. <laughs> like, right. I really think it makes a difference for that. 
And yeah, so it's just be kind of become, you know, just something that I do to really relax and, and unwind ultimately. And yeah, yeah. It, it does wonders for that. Single runner or group runner? What's your favorite? Typically a single runner. Uh, lately, I've been running with my brother, Joel. He's been getting more into it. So we'll coordinate times to go for a run together. But typically, I'll just go out and do it solo. I, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, short distance, fine. 5K, mm-hmm. 6K or 10K. I can do it. Long distance. I just, I feel like that's too much uh, energy being exerted in speaking and talking <laughs> and, you know, doing things. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. Wow. This is great. I am, I guess, out of a little questions, but <laughs> we have an audience. I, I want to kind of put the ball back in your court, Eric. I know you do a lot with the running community and uh, you, you've been a guest on a bunch of other shows. Is there any stories, anything I didn't ask, but you want to maybe share? I, I have time. Is there anything <laughs> you want to share with our audience? Yeah. I mean, I guess just ultimately what I'm trying to do with this story and just with my podcast and everything in general is just kind of show how possible all of this is. I mean, just like traveling and running are two just huge passions of mine. So ultimately, I just combine both of them into one package. And that's just really what I'm doing. And yeah, it's a blast. I mean, I have a very I work a standard new eight to five job and I do all of this just with the vacation package that they give me. And I don't have a bunch of money coming in elsewhere and stuff. Pretty much all my extra income goes towards just traveling and stuff like that. But I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah, I just hope whatever someone's passionate about out there that they just go and pursue it and just, you know, Mm -hmm. put your, I I guess, uh, just work towards whatever it is you want to do in life. I mean, for me, this is it's marathon running and doing this. But yeah, just go out there and do it. And hopefully that's just the kind of stuff I like to inspire with the podcast and stuff too. And I can get into plugins and stuff shortly. But yeah, just uh, do what you love. I <laughs> see. And, and that's, that's, but that's what I love, right? Like, I mean, listen, we all have to make money. We all have bills to pay, right? But it seems like you still, you have that. But at the same time, you know, you have a passion and, you know, let me ask you this too. You said you love traveling. Two questions on the traveling I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. One, when you travel, even if it's, let's say, not a marathon registered for, right? Mm-hmm. Do you still look like I know for me, I even sometimes, if I don't know like the city I'm in, I would love to make sure the gym at least has like a treadmill in it. Like I'll call <laughs> hotels and be like, do you guys have a treadmill in the gym? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> and then, so that's like a pre, like just traveling is a little bit, uh, not burdensome, but there's some work I got to put in anytime we just travel. Mm-hmm. Are you a little bit like that? Like, do you look at like where you're going to go for running like needs? And then B, how are you? It's funny. We started off talking about like introvert, extrovert. Mm-hmm. When you are traveling and when you're going to these things, do you have someone that travels like with you, like a friend or partner or family member or, you know, or like a spouse, or do you like, do you go to these things and do you meet people? Like, do you have, are you making friends in like all these states? Like, can I, let, let me, if you don't mind, let me ask that real quick. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess to answer that second part. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I'll go and travel with my brother, Joel. I travel with him in general quite a bit or just with my family, with my parents. But I started doing some solo traveling too. So it kind of depends. I'll kind of ask, you know, my brother, my family members, Hey, I'm going to be doing this marathon you know, this date, anyone want to join me for that? You know, if they're busy or they just have other things going on or whatever, I'll just go solo. Like either way I'm going type thing. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and I honestly love solo traveling. Like, uh, I, I do actually meet quite a few people whenever I I do that and I'll, I'll still be in touch with them. I just did a nice 
marathon in Wisconsin and I'm, I'm still in contact with like some people I met out there and yeah, I, I meet someone pretty much everywhere I go, which is really cool. <laughs> and, uh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's wild. It's really cool. But I guess to answer that, the first part of your question with like looking for something to, I guess, adhere to my running needs when I'm out traveling, I typically don't. I mean, pretty much like I'll try to find a spot to where I can run, you know, and I'll, I'll just somewhere outside or squeeze in a run somewhere and I'll get to know the neighborhoods that way. But it kind of depends on what the trip is, how long I'm out there, what my schedule's looking like, because sometimes I'll just kind of incorporate more hiking into it and I'll go to more national parks and stuff. And maybe I won't run as much, but I'll just do more hiking. It just kind of depends on what schedule I have set up. All right, let me ask you this. We all, uh, most of us, I think a lot of us in this group and in this, in, in, in our kind of audience, we know Boston, New York, LA, those are, I think Houston, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago are like the standards, big expo, big production, right? Like there's like five marathons in the country that you know, like it's a show a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone's there. New York, I think it's funny. I always growing up, I wasn't a runner, but I always felt, and I think maybe ESPN did this. <laughs> I always felt like Boston was like the biggest marathon. Mm-hmm. But what I came to learn was no, Boston's the hardest. New York is technically the largest just because of the entrance way. And also because it more international, mm-hmm. New York has like the largest number of runners at 60. I think Boston, like at, at its peak before pandemic, like, would be like 38, I think. Yeah, right around And New there. York is usually like around 60 to seven. Like New York's biggest one had like a little over 70 registered. Jeez. So New York is like the biggest. But where I'm getting at with this question I'm about to ask you, what hole in the wall, bumble, whatever place in the country of all of the 20 some you've got under your belt now, what marathon would you say to us, yo, we wouldn't think it, but this marathon is like pretty fun. Like, and something someone would never have guessed in a state or somewhere that you did. Like, what would you say surprisingly in a, in a good way? You were like, man, I didn't expect this one to be on that level. <laughs> I, I got to give a shout out to, I've talked about this on several podcasts, but the ET full moon marathon out in Nevada. So complete opposite of any sort now, of Boston or New ET York or Chicago. In, ET as an extraterrestrial? Yep. <laughs> so okay. it's in Rachel, Nevada. And this city has a population of, I think, like 50 people. Super small. It's oh, right wow. outside Area 51. There's like nothing there. And there's just like this small diner called the Little Alien Cafe and a a bartender with some crazy, interesting stories. (laughs) But I had such a blast there, though. I mean, because for multiple reasons, I mean, it's a midnight race. It takes place on the night of a full moon. And I'm running in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere, essentially, by where all of these UFOs are supposed to be and stuff. So if you're into any sort of like, I guess you know, strange stuff like that. I mean, I had an absolute blast out there. It was so much fun because, you know, you have your little like illumination gear. You're supposed to wear like little headlamp and a little flashlight and stuff because it's obviously super dark. But I had such a fun time doing that. Very small race, complete opposite, you know, experience than like Boston or something like that. I mean, I was completely by myself for the first eight miles of that race. And I was legitimately like, paranoid and kind of terrified but like it just added to like the adrenaline of it it was so much fun (laughs) wow 
It's just, it sounds, it does sound fun. And I think extraterrestrial, like those, I obviously, again, I'm an eighties kid, the movie ET, you know, those back to the future and and those kind of things. They're very nostalgic for me. So now let me ask you, you did that one. Have you ever done, I know I, I, again, forgive me. I didn't like write down when you said every state, (laughs) have you done any of like the Disney's? Have you done Florida? Have you done Las Vegas? Have you done any kind of like the big touristy places as well? I have not done Disney yet. That one is on my list. Uh, I still haven't done Florida at all yet, actually. But in terms of the bigger races, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Chicago and Boston. I've also done Baltimore. uh, And that one is really fun. And I've done Flying Pig. Which one was that the... was that the I know was that the Marine Corps one or something different? Uh, it's called like Baltimore Running Festival. It's usually like in October. Okay. But yeah, that one was okay. really cool. And I've done uh, Flying Pig in Cincinnati, Ohio. That one was a ton of fun. And then I also did Atlantic City in New Jersey. So like right on the boardwalk and stuff. That was pretty cool. The poor man's Vegas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it depends on what I'm trying to look at or what kind of experience I'm looking to have. Because in some places, I'll do like the bigger city races. Some I'll do, mm-hmm. you know, something like the ET Marathon to where there's next to nobody out there. I did one in Arizona in the Petrified Forest, and it was same concept, essentially. It's all within the national park, so there's hardly anyone there. And I had a blast at that one as well. <laughs> Like, is there, is there still like a course? Like, are people there to help you stay on course? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So, well, with that one in particular, it was all like on the main road in the park. You can only pretty much go one way unless you veered off and went on one of the small hikes or something. But yeah, so no one was directing you. You literally just like follow the road. And then the road itself was like 26 miles. So it worked out really well. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, so that's insane. Yeah. That, that one is pretty wild. And, and uh, it was kind of funny too, because like people were just out visiting the, the park they didn't have like anything blocked off for that reason so there are people like driving and like pulling over to like take pictures and i'm just running by and they probably had no idea i'm running a marathon <laughs> that's so funny to me i love it no listen i love it eric you're a, a very positive person i i wish you the best stay please you and i i think um we'll we'll talk a little more here as we say goodbye Guys, uh, it's unfortunate we kind of do audio only. If you guys could get the vibe, just as Eric is telling these stories, he's just a very upbeat, positive person. I'm motivated. I hope that everyone who was either running today or is listening to this is very motivated. Let me throw a couple things back at you real quick as we say goodbye, Eric. One, again, last I I asked this before, but anything you want to just say, last things maybe I didn't ask. And definitely, Eric, let's get all like your social media handles and anywhere people can find you if they want to reach out to you and talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I'll just go straight in with the plugs. I think I pretty much said everything I wanted to say. But yeah, name's Eric Spitz. You can add me on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, and Untapped. Uh, I'm, I use those apps quite a bit. Um, is at Eric with the hair. Instagram is Eric with the beard. <laughs> and, then, and then I do have a podcast, Chuck Spose Journeys, where you can stream pretty much wherever you stream your podcast, Apple, Spotify, yeah. Audible. You can go to juxposedjourneys.com. That's the main website, which is kind of a catch-all for everything. I got the podcast on there, any of my blog posts, YouTube videos, whatnot. And then I have a Facebook and Instagram for Juxposed Journeys as well. That's just at Juxposed Journeys. And Twitter for that is Pod. And I am on YouTube as well with Juxposed Journeys, except for I haven't put my 
podcast episodes on there yet. It's mainly just me gushing in, in nature. So if that's your thing, uh, head over to YouTube for that. And then uh, I also co-host on a movie podcast called Films for the Void. And that's available also wherever you stream your podcasts. And that's on Twitter at films underscore void. So I I also like to review movies and talk about those in my spare time. So I I do a lot of stuff. Uh, that, that should definitely keep your listeners busy. <laughs> That then you'll have a favorite all time movie. Ooh, man, I gotta say the Big Lebowski. I love that movie. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of it changes, one. but that one's like always in my rotation. It's uh, I love pretty much anything the Coen Brothers put out, and that one I just it never yeah. gets old for me. <laughs> yeah, in that kind of genre type thing, I gotta say for me, if we're going like that kind of way. I have to say, for me, Friday is just an all-time classic. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I haven't watched that in years, but it's so enjoyable. <laughs> I know every line from that one. If I'm going favorite movie, growing up, it had to either be Karate Kid or Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of started my sports love. Okay. Um, recently, I got to say, maybe because I'm a, I'm a girl dad and two daughters that are young, Greatest Showman has, was, has been, was like, I, I think like there was a whole year Greatest Showman was just on repeat in our house for like a whole year. I think more nice. so for the songs, but yeah, no, movies are, and I think too, when you think of running, there's a little bit of a correlation there, right? Like mm-hmm. it's m- most majority of movies have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And I think as a runner, that finish line is a peak, right? Like oh, yeah. there's um, movies have, I mean, m- the word is climax, right? Movies, mm-hmm. movies have a climax, right? And the superhero ones, the, my daughter and I, we did just go see Batman. Actually, the last one we saw was the new Batman. Oh, yeah. I've already seen that twice. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> she wanted to see Robert Pattinson. I wanted to see Batman. So it was like it was it was a win for both of us to go see that. And she was like, I think she was a little I was like, yeah, this isn't Twilight. This is no. If you were looking for Twilight in that, you would be uh, you'd be disappointed. This was not, this was not Twilight. <laughs> I, th- I want to say she that's probably explains why she fell asleep. <laughs> but yeah, like. So yeah, so I think in, in running, right? Like I, mm-hmm. it's funny that you say you're a movie buff because there's 1000% a correlation there. So listen, Eric, you've given us about an hour of your time. Thank you so much. I, I want to let you go. Probably have you maybe back on in the fall when marathon season comes. Oh, for sure. Give us an update on where you've been. Oh, I'd that, love we'll have to. you back on like in a... In, in about six, seven months. Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to do that, honestly. And and yeah, I have a few roughly in the plans in the fall time. So I'm sure I'll make those work and stuff. So yeah, and I'm sure I'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited. All right, cool. Eric, everyone, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Eric, for your time and and you know, uh, coming on and donating your time and giving the 6 a.m. run community something to, you know, hear about and learn about today. This was an amazing podcast, one of my favorites I've ever I've done so far. So thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, Hami. This is this has been a blast. Awesome. Guys, everyone go out there, be safe, run well. And and uh, again, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys.